Hey, Candy Lickers, want in on a future episode of Cassio's Cut? There's only two ways you can do it. One, be famous and highly entertaining. But then you probably wouldn't want to be part of a lowbrow podcast like this, would you? Or two, stuff Cassio's box. Sound appealing? I thought it might. It's real easy. Mail anything, and I do mean anything, to Cassio's Cut, P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama, 35804. Homemade creations, love letters, clothing, or food. Yeah, Cassio really likes that. Human skin, a picture of your house. We don't care. Send it all. Stuff your package in Cassio's box today. Cassio's Cut, P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama, 35804. Candy Lickers, pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to another edition of Casio's Cut? And I am joined by a new friend of mine. Well, at least an acquaintance. Okay, I worked with him one time. It is the Road Dog, Jesse James, Brian G. James. What's up, my friend? Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, you know, it's just we're just doing the dang thing here. Just hanging out with Cat. Is this thing called Casio's Nut? <laughs> is that what the show's called? Casio's Cut. Hey. Cut. Cut. My, you know what? That's my bad. Like a... Uh, <laughs> You're welcome to that visual. <laughs> um, of course, if you know this man, you know him from his many years of wrestling. We're going to get into that. We're going to have some fun. I want to hit you with off-the-wall questions. We're just going to have fun for a little bit. Good, because if it was going to be work, I was going to hang up. <laughs> I don't even know how to turn this computer off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Of course, your uh, your family, your father was a, uh, a hall, is a Hall of Famer and is a legend in the wrestling business. Um, so let's go back to you as a kid. Dad is a hero to everybody or a heel, however, there was one of the best heroes ever. But um, when you were coming up, did it did he push you from being into wrestling? Did he encourage it, or did he just stand from afar and let you make your own decision? Yeah, kind of the latter at the end of the day, but but he pushed again. He railed against it a little while I was in high school and stuff, and and just kind of he just kind of knew what was it was a hard life, you know what I mean? And if he can protect me from that, he was going to try. And of course, he couldn't because my dream was too big, you know what I mean? Just like his, I guess. Uh, So he understood it. But yeah, he when when it came down to rubber hitting the road, he let me make my own decisions, and he always supported me. He was my biggest fan, man. I've heard um, getting to meet uh, many wrestlers now. Um, I've heard many of them. A lot of it's well documented. Uh, people like uh, Jake Roberts, people like Jeff Jarrett, 
Uh, you saw it if you watched Young Rock. Uh, many second generation or third generation in some of them, but many family wrestlers talk about when they first got into the business, uh, having to deal or worried about receipts from their parents, from people working <sighs> with their dad. And then now they're having to work with them. Did you run into that much? Was that a worry for you or so, did that so, seem so, very liked? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I'll tell you why. Cause he was the booker, but he was always like a really fair guy. And he was also, I think people respected him a lot. He came from a time in this business when you had to be a, a man's man. And so that he was, and so people respected him a lot, but he was also a nice guy. If, if the paydays were bad, people would come to him, but he would, you know, he would always take them and, and handle them with kid gloves and stuff like that. But you know, not everybody's like that. And so uh, I, I don't think I ever received any receipts from his tenure. Uh, I remember Rotten Ron Starr uh, beat me up a couple of times real good. But in talking to dad after, it was just like, no, that's just how he works. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. I love you're like, I need to pin this on something. But oh, he just works <laughs> yeah, still. Okay. I just my butt kicked by this old dude. Uh, but yeah, he was tough as nails. So let's talk about you get a little older. You're in high school. You're starting to work in wrestling. You said dad is now, he's, sees what's coming. You can't get out of the way. That's going to happen. Yeah. So, so, so truth be told, I was getting out of graduating high school and I was like 165 pounds, like as tall as I am now. Uh, so literally 150 pounds lighter than I am now. <laughs> um, I was so skinny and I thought, well, I can't be a wrestler like this. You know what I mean? I cannot do that. So let me join the military. And my father was in the Marine Corps. I'll join the Marine Corps. So I joined the Marine Corps. And while I was in the Marine Corps, I had a couple of matches. Um, but actually, my last two years in, I was stationed in Jacksonville, North Carolina at Camp Lejeune. And you remember Maestro, the Maestro from uh, yeah. WW Robbie Eagle or Rob Kellum is his real name. Um, me and him built a ring and his father built a ring in his front yard and we would train on the weekends and try to do spot shows on the weekends while I was still in the military. Um, so I was weaseling my way in, whether he liked it or not. Um, but he was, like I said, he was always so supportive. I was his biggest fan. Uh, and then it turned into him being mine, you know, it was so, super cool for me. You brought up the maestro. Do you, do you still talk to him? I saw a couple of years ago, he was doing like a, a TV show on his Facebook. Like, he yeah, yeah. He, he does a lot of, he does a lot of movie parts and they're, they're kind of B movies and a lot of stuff, but he does a bunch of them. And so I, I, I haven't run into him in a while. Um, but I, I would love to, because there's some real, uh, formidable times in my life. I was in the Marine Corps. His mom would cook for us. And so I was a part of their family for about two years, but we would, we would just get in the ring that we built and, and run spots that we had seen Steamboat and Flair do, you know what I mean? And just, and so it was all about, nobody taught me how to bump or anything. It was just all about timing and when do you jump if you're going to leapfrog the guy and when do you drop down if you're going to have him jump over you, you know what I mean? Like it's so, I don't know, man. It just it just worked out that way. Who um I now you're you're doing the Marines and you're coming back and doing some spot stuff. Now I want to see online factual is correct. What do you consider your first match? So it's it's really weird. I had one I had one match uh in like 90 90, I want to say, and it was for WCW. I, it was my, it was 
probably my, I'd been in the ring before. So, I, so it's not, it was technically my first wrestling match in front of a crowd, but I'd been in a ring a bunch of times. Um, I went to Richmond, Virginia to see my brother, Steve and Tracy Smothers. They were wrestling for WCW. For some reason, Tracy or no, Steve didn't show up. Steve was hurt or something hurt or I was hurt. And uh, Kevin Sullivan was the booker. And he said, can you work? And he said, ah, you're an Armstrong. You can work. And uh, I said, well, I, I, I have before. I can. I think I can. And he goes, you uh, tra- put Tracy Smothers gear on and go out there. We're going to call you Brian Armstrong and say, you know, and you work with. I worked with uh, Terry Taylor, with Curtis Hughes on the outside. And we had a match. It was in front of about 9,000 people. <laughs> And I'm not sure exactly what year that was. I'm thinking it was 90 or early 91 because I went to Desert Storm in, in 91 uh, for the till the till the beginning of 92. So I'm thinking it was right before that. When I got back is when I started doing independent spot shows and stuff. But so I don't know. They 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 may have it wrong. What did they say? Somebody somebody said you had well, they do have that 91 was uh Terrence. Somebody said you had a match. In 86 with Kevin Sullivan for NWA Southeast. No. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. That, I, I actually heard that at the uh, – I heard that not too long ago at a convention. Somebody said that, and I was like, not me in 86. I was a freaking junior in high school. Because <laughs> that was the one that stood out where I was like, whoo, that's a that's a little far ahead of the rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, not too far ahead of my time. Just five years, I guess. But, but, but yeah, I think 91 – early 91 or late, late 90. Was was when that happened. That was in Richmond, Virginia. Terry Taylor to this day will tell everybody, "Hey, Road Dog, well, who was your first match with?" <laughs> Terry Taylor, my friend. Oh, he's yeah. the best, dude. I, they got it as the uh, yeah the WCW Great American Bash Tour '91. Okay, July seventh, '91. There you go. Yep. And you're right, Richmond Coliseum, West Virginia. Um, you it says your next match. Now you said you're probably doing some spot stuff. But it says your next big match is with Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Is that right? Uh, no, I had a few matches in between there. Uh, but, but, but look, I, I actually believe, and I'm not sure of this, the time frame. I got out of the military and I started using a lot of hallucinogens. So I'm not sure <laughs> exactly what the time frame was. But I think I, I started doing uh, – yeah, Smoky Mountain first, and then jobs for WCW too. But at Smoky Mountain, I was the dark secret, and I wore Brad's. Uh, Brad Armstrong was Bad Street with uh, my brother was Bad Street with the fabulous Freebirds. So I, I wore his outfit inside out. So it was just all black and the black mask. And so yeah, I worked as the dark secret. And Jim Cornette gave me that name, and he gave me the name because the dark secret is you're Brad Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's my next question. I was going to say, did we ever find out the dark Yeah, thing? Jim Cornette. Cornette's a genius, you know. Uh, Talk like about all that the- time, man. So much talent at that time, early 90s, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, man. Just an incredible lineup you were working in. Hey, and and, and a good show, too. Like, look, I don't yeah. think they could compete with the venues. Uh, you know, so nine times out of ten, it looked like a high school gym you were shooting TV in because it was. You know what I mean? But what a talent roster. Because it was Al Snow and, and Kane, uh, Glenn Jacobs, and uh, the, uh, Heavenly Bodies, you know, Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard. And the, uh, my dad and brothers were in there. 
Uh, Express. Rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Like, Dynamite. Night, come on. Man. Yeah. It was, it was what a, what a time. Um, just, uh, you mentioned him and I love him and, uh, hate that he's passed with Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Um, you obviously spent a ton of time. I only got to work, hang out with him a couple times and, but almost every time he would end up telling stories for like two hours straight and have the yeah. whole room just listening. But, Talk it's about, true. I mean, what's one of the first interactions you have with him? What do you first thing you remember about Tracy? Smith? Well, look, I knew Tracy. I, I knew Tracy when I was young because, like I said, Scott, uh, Stevie was tagging. My brother Steve was tagging with him um, in Japan. They got together and tagged, and then they came back over here, and they were the the young guns or the young pistols or the Southern boys or the, you know what I mean? They had a couple different names, um, and so I've known Tracy forever. Now, what I when I really got to know Tracy was when I just I quit. WWE with Jeff in 95, excuse me, <clears throat> I went to Germany, uh, or no, I went to Memphis and started wrestling there, had an opportunity to go to Germany, went to Germany for probably two months, three months, worked there every night, um, really just honing my craft and working with all kinds of different people from different styles and everything, Japanese guys, British guys, German guys, um, and so I totally forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh, oh, Germany. And I came back. And when I came back from Germany, I went back to Memphis. And that's when Memphis was having this uh, Smoky Mountain USWA kind of war. And so Tracy came over and was my tag partner. And we won the tag titles in USWA. And dude, I had so truth be told, I'm an open book. The first time I ever went to Germany, these guys were beating me up. I didn't know how to wrestle or how to do it. You know, I'd been just I'll shoot you in and you come back and I close line. Well, that ain't what they were doing. They were snatching me and locking me in holds and then the stuff I didn't know how to get out of. So I had to get violent. So, so it was call a backdrop and kick them in the face hard as you can. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> it was just do it, just be, just survive out there. And when I came back to Memphis, I still had a little bit of that in me. And Tracy uh, was older, you know, older than me and had been through all that. And so he would just calm me. I would just start beating the crap out of people in the match. <laughs> Jamie and Wolfie both one time had both black, two black eyes each. And I was just, I don't know. I, you know, I apologize now, but I was just ready to rock and roll. And I was young and indestructible. Uh, but yeah, so that's when I really got to know Tracy really well. Uh and and to this day, I just did it this past weekend riding uh, and saw a bunch of cows on the side of the road. And I said to, to a buddy I was riding with us, there's your family. <laughs> there's your, there's your family. And uh, Tracy used to say that to me all the time. We'd be driving. He'd say, look, Armstrong family reunion. Look, James going over there meeting up. <laughs> <laughs> and he would he would also see like a house, like a big nice house. See that guy up there? He don't give a damn if we draw tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. good, stuff, good stuff that I literally stole and used to this day. Did uh, you uh, yeah. did you ever get any best friend scuffles with him? Because he's got some grown man strength. I mean, he, he <laughs> is just seeing him as a, uh, you know, I, I didn't get to meet him until he's uh, definitely older. Yeah, but the, he's got these giant mitts, and you hear him talking about going to bars and wrestling bears. Oh yeah, like, he wrestled bears right here. Hey, and Tracy would get mad when he was younger. He would get mad and just start punching lockers and stuff like before the match. He would work himself, <laughs> and so by the time me and him teamed up, I was doing that, and he had calmed down. And it was like, Ryan, you got to calm down out there. Uh, I said, No, Tracy, I'm gonna kill that dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a great man. He was a great man. 
All right, let me uh, let's we're, we're kind of jumping back and forth. But you mentioned Dark Secret because that was one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Uh, a few years ago, I uh, got some uh, you got Twitter stirred up into its own hornet's nest when you announced win losses don't matter. Yeah, uh, that was a fun ride for you. Um, yeah, well, look, uh, <laughs> I still stand by that. <laughs> so I, so I here's, here's why I brought it up Do you remember your first win? Um, and I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you might have yeah, had one on a spot show, but I, I was looking at it you was now entered the dark secret. You're at you're at the dark secret at Smoky Mountain. Do you remember who did I beat? Chris Candido, or no, uh, he, no. he beat me, no. and <laughs> I, I got a win on Smoky Mountain. <laughs> well, it was a dark match. Oh, uh, Killer Kyle, Killer Kyle, Killer Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Killer Kyle, hey, Killer Kyle was great. I don't know if you knew him or know him. No, I, I don't even know. That's if what I was going to ask. Tell me some Killer Kyle. Oh, I don't look. I don't have any stories because I didn't hang out. But what a great, respectful guy that was older than me, but took care of me because he he just loved my dad and my brothers. And he like he was a he's a big dude too. He was all man, and he could work. He was a great athlete. Uh, I, 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 yeah, Killer Kyle. I, I don't know if I beat him as Dark Secret. I think I beat him as Brian Armstrong. You did. Yeah. No, Dark Secret didn't beat anybody. Hey, <laughs> Dark Secret didn't. He couldn't buy a win. <laughs> he definitely didn't think wins, losses matter. No, they I don't matter. That. They didn't matter to the Dark Secret. That's the dang shit. What mattered was when that check came in the mail. <laughs> That's it. All right. I got, I got one question about this guy because I just, he's such a character and, I don't know if you even have a story, but I just know that you worked with him. You tagged with him at Smoky Mountain. You lost to Rock and Roll Express. Do you have any Paul Lee stories? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Bless his heart. He's a story within himself. I know. He's <laughs> he tells that story every day. Uh, dang, that's right. You know, did I do a moonsault in that match? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I did a moon, so I've done two moonsaults in my life. One of them was on the Heavenly Bodies. And, really? Uh, it was probably a spot show, though. It probably wasn't TV. <laughs> or no, it was TV because I was trying to put a tape together to send to Japan to go to Japan. And so, nice. yeah. <laughs> so Tom Pritchard shooting me in and going, Mrs. Baba, watch Brian on this tape. <laughs> <laughs> they were uh, having some fun with me. But I was, I was, you know, trying to get anywhere I could in the business. And so, so, so <laughs> you know, the big headline in sports right now is the Nature Boys last match. As, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's what I'm saying. I say we get the real nature boy, Paul Lee, and Paul you have the last match with him. You put Paul Lee over there with the FTR or whoever. <laughs> now, let's put you in with him. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think Paul Lee's probably worked more recently than I have. <laughs> I, I know he has. Hey, and, and they're watching to see Rick die in the ring. I think it'll be me that dies in the ring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, but I saw him on video take a daggum power slam off the top rope like he always used to do. And I thought, 73-year-old body ain't supposed to do that. I, I, know, I know a 53-year-old that ain't doing that. <laughs> All right. So let's get out, let's get out of the uh, the Smoky Mountain circuit. Great run there. And of course, um the the team up first with uh, with Double J Jeff Jarrett you're the roadie everybody remembers that the the crazy part about it is you look back on the dates and that didn't even last a year oh yeah yeah up. no 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 it was it was how does that resonate so far 
so so that's the thing is like uh, look we also talked about this on the, on the on my podcast where we dug back into it same thing on our on our run to the tag titles like it was like three months you know what I mean like it was all of a sudden we were in D, in DX and tag title holders and I was like what wait what <laughs> well realize it's that fast when you're living it but when you look back and go what look I think it's a testament to a lot of things, how they were booking Jeff, me and Jeff were, were a really good unit together. Um, it got a lot of heat with cheating and him winning the title by me cheating. Sure. And you know what I mean? And it was it was actually going to be a very good storyline to follow, too, if we had gone through with it. Um, Jeff, for business reasons, and, and he's always had a great business acumen and been a better businessman than me. He, he was leaving for legitimate reasons. I was just leaving because Jeff was, and I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know what, I didn't know no better. Um, I was literally what eight months in the, in the business. You know what I mean? At least eight months with having a steady job and just quit it because I didn't know no better. Um, but you know, I did. Thank God I did. I, you know, I had to go through that to get to here, you know, did you, I mean, of course, Bruce and Conrad start bebopping will be my baby tonight again yeah. later on. But uh, it's just amazing that run now. You you look back and even that one song, like you said, I'm sure it seemed like eternity while you were guys in the mix of it, wrestling every other night and house shows and every weekend. But that's crazy. It's just like 11 months. Yeah. Yeah. It was not even a year and it was, but it, but it, look, it did resonate because I think it was a good, a good addition to the show. And yeah. Jeff as the intercontinental champion was he, people don't like Jeff. I mean, they do now cause they know him, you know what I mean? Right. Now, they, now they get to know him on his podcast and they like Jeff, but nobody liked Jeff. Jeff was a heels heel. You know what I mean? Like Jeff was the guy. No, I don't like him. You know, it's not like, there's I no likable like about him. Didn't like him. And then he had this other guy cheating for him to win the title. Like it's a, it was a good package that was booked properly and, and, and was used properly. And, and like I said, Je- you know, Jeff ended up leaving for, for legitimate reasons. And, and I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> since, uh, well, since we're talking about him and you were there, you were the closest human to me. Well, can we talk about how he just slapped the piss out of my mouth? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, we can. And, can you and attest I, to how hard it was? I, so I he did not test that on me, uh, thank <laughs> goodness, because it would probably give me concussion number eighty-seven, but uh, or eight hundred and seven probably. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he slapped the taste out of your mouth. And and you know, if we had stayed on point with that storyline, that would have played. But because right after that, we're all shucking and jiving and having a good time. Like, that was totally unnecessary. What just happened? <laughs> he said all he did was turn his Hall of Fame in, a ring oh. inside. And I thought, well, damn, son. And I believe you said, welcome to the business when I walked Yeah, out. welcome to the business, son. I, look, I'll never forget Paul Orndorff. Uh, me and my brother Brad were working Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma in WCW on a, on the dark match of a pay-per-view. We did a lot of those uh, with Booker T and Harlem Heat and, and Paul Roma and them. Uh, but Paul Orndorff shot me in, and I went that way. He went that way, and he met me back in the middle with a forearm that knocked me into the middle of next week. And as he was picking my half-conscious body up, he said, welcome to the big leagues, kid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so that's so that's how you do it. <laughs> I would have preferred you just to kick me in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever welcome anybody else to the big leagues? Yes, many hey. a time. Many a time. Give Christian, me somebody. Bless, bless his heart. Christian. So when they came in, Christian and Edge, 
we, we had been there a minute and of course I was dumb as they come and, 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 uh, drug addled to boot. And so we, we, I thought they were funny. I thought they were like, these kids show up on time and they go to the gym and they do all this stuff. They eat right. They, you know, all these things are ridiculous. To me. <laughs> and so I made fun of them. And so one time in the ring, I snapmared Christian and I punted him in the back, like right down his spine. It's not as hard as I could, but really close to as hard as I could. <laughs> like it's a good one. <laughs> it knocked all the wind out of him. He immediately went, <gasps> I just re- I got him in a rear chin lock and I said, just breathe, just slow down and breathe. I'm right here. We're right here. As soon as he caught him breath, his breath, I just popped him up and kicked him again as hard as I could. <laughs> and, and as I was picking him up, I said, welcome to the show. <laughs> And so then, you know, because of my sobriety and everything, then it was, there was some amends to be made. And I sat down with Edge and Christian at, uh, at the breakfast one day at the TV hotel. And I said, Hey guys, I just wanted to, you know, tell you, I'm sorry, the way I treated you guys when you first came in, they were like, Oh, you were awesome, dude. X-Pac was always the dick. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all great. Uh, but, you know. Somehow got off the hook. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was into this big making of amends. And they were like, oh, you're great. Uh, but, yeah, that's my one story of being an a-hole and taking a liberty. I took liberties with a lot of people. Who I, <laughs> I was an a-hole a lot. All right. Let's let's uh, let's talk about, let's talk about, of course, the, the epic run right after that. Now you're teaming with Billy Gunn, Mr. Kipsop himself. Yep. Uh, how how did you guys? How did this start to formulate? Were you guys going, hey, maybe we can work together, or did yeah. somebody write that? No, we were literally pounding on Vince Russo's door and everybody who else was on the writing team, like, hey, Double J's going nowhere, uh, Rockabilly's going nowhere. We have good chemistry in the ring as opponents. I think we could have do this as a team. We had no idea what to do or, or no suggestions. Hey, we want to be a tag team. Oh yeah. Then what? Oh, we didn't think that far. You know what I mean? But, but it was, Hey, we want to be a tag team. We think we could be a good one. And man, three months later, we're tag champs and winning, joining DX. You know what I mean? So it was, it was so fast, um, but it was, you know, it was booked right. And it was the right two guys uh, to do it with. Timing is everything. I was going to say, when did you kind of know it was getting over? But three months is, I mean, hell. Yeah, before, you, before we had a chance to realize we were getting over, we were <laughs> over. And and look, like I said, you thank the bookers and the writers, too, because they wrote it that way for us to kind of take the uh, – make fun of every tag team, beat them in the ring, take their cowboy hats, their shoulder pad, whatever. You know what I mean? Like we were ruling the roost, and they, they wrote us in that direction. So – we were up there by the time I think Sean was going to go get back surgery. I think that's what we've, we've decided is, is, you know, DX had just got started. Rude had just kind of left and went to WCW. So it was China Hunter and Sean. And then Sean had to go get back surgery and we were coming up on the other side of there. And so, Hey, let's put these kids with you and, and hold on, you know, hold on until I get back or whatever. So I think that's the history of DX or I could have just made it all up. I don't have a clue. That's what podcaster. I've been drinking since three. <laughs> That's what podcaster for just to make sure. Yeah, just to spe- it's I, your I history. Spe- I can speculate, and it's my story. I can tell it how I want to. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that run. That, uh, well, first, let me hit, let me hit this. When you think back about it, did you realize that all of us that 
anyone that graduated after 1996 was telling their teachers to suck it. I mean, that's <laughs> so. I mean, I that was just like storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it, it did. Now, now you can. You know, I, I saw a movie not long ago where the like the mother of the Partridge family was like, oh, yeah, well, you can suck it. You know, <laughs> it's like, hey, did we come up with those two words? I don't know that we did, but we definitely uh, we got it over, son. We put it on the fast track. Um, but, yeah, I, I realize that now. And I, a lot of people come and tell us at these conventions, hey, uh, uh, you know, you got me in a lot of trouble. I was like, well, that's your parents fault. Why would they let you watch that trash for <laughs> Uh, but you know, I look, I had kids. My daughter, my youngest daughter, did it to me the other day. I was coming in the house right behind her. She shut the door and locked it and then told me to suck it, and walked upstairs. <laughs> and I thought, that's how you get them. That's how you get them. I had to walk around and come in the front door. And for those yeah. that don't know, she's three. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's my you. youngest, but she ain't that young. <laughs> I would who, where did where did who who did it first? Do you remember? And so it had to have been Hunter and Sean uh, pointing to their, to their private parts. And I, I know Sean took every opportunity to, to uh, I don't know if you ever remember that thing with him and uh, Sergeant Slaughter. And he put on the the th- the uh, face mask with the windshield because Slaughter had Slaughter spit everywhere. And, uh, and he kept jumping up and putting his privates like right in Slaughter's face and going, suck it, suck it. Like you go back, go back and maybe put that video over this right now. It was the, <laughs> like, I don't know how Slaughter kept from not knocking him out because it was like, I'm, dude, this ain't funny no more. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah, I'm sure they were pointing to their privates first and we just jumped on the bandwagon. Speaking of uh, catchphrases, oh, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I take it that's first before the Jim Johnson jam. Um, Are you oh, hitting that? Oh, you didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we got. I said, oh, you didn't know a couple times with no music in in spot shows because we didn't have any music yet. They just put us together, and so uh, once we got the music, excuse me, the music, and I was messing around backstage with uh, Brian Lee. Uh, chains of DOA fame or uh, yeah. the Underfaker, and uh, we were kind of just messing around back then. You know, it was oh, you better page somebody. Oh, you better page me nine one one. Oh, you didn't know. You better fax somebody. You know, we were just messing around and saying all kind of stupid stuff. And so, right before I went out, uh, I was messing with him, and I went out, and it just so happened uh, this yeah this night we had the new music. So yeah, this was the same now no now now. Oh, you didn't. It just fit right in there perfectly night one. And it was a spot show. And I thought, I'm going to try that again. Maybe that's a fluke. You know what I mean? Night two, it got a great reaction again. People bought it. And so I don't know. It just went from us messing around backstage to try to make, impress each other or make each other laugh to infamy. You know what I mean? Infamy. Infamy for sure. I'm uh, so famous. I'm in famous. <laughs> I'm out famous. Better than being out famous for nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being peed on. Uh, talk, <laughs> talk about. Uh, let's go back to the run as the uh, as the outlaws of Mr. Gunn. There, you, you guys just basically on top of the world. I mean, you guys. That was an incredible run. Uh, let me let me get the uh, let me get the old man thoughts from you though. The, uh, yeah. the now yeah. you. Well, well, now looking back on it, was it yeah. one where you thought it lasted forever? And it, I mean, you, it was a good run, but I, 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 so I, I, it was a good run. I thought it was going to last forever. Uh, 
It did not. But yeah, man, we were on top of the world. And and when I go back and look at the stuff, it's almost surreal because I it's almost like I did that and I'm living a different life now. And I don't know if that's sobriety or what, what that is. But like I look back now and I watch stuff and I go, holy crap, man, that building was sold out. And every member in there was saying yeah. thing with me. You know what I mean? Like it it almost. I don't want to say it didn't it didn't click with me. But it was almost like I took it for granted and I expected it because I'm the road dog by God and I'm over it. You better, you know what I mean? Like I almost yeah. living through it, I almost expected it. I didn't, I didn't respect it. That's for dang sure. I didn't uh, appreciate the moment. Um, I sure do now. And uh, what one moment I'll, we were in Tacoma, loudest. Look, I've heard I've heard some loud pops. MSG when the Undertaker's gong hits and you're standing in the middle of the ring. Uh, Chicago and the Road Warriors music hits and you're standing in the middle of the ring. The loudest pop I ever heard for us was in the Tacoma Dome uh, in 98, I'm thinking. Maybe 99. No, 98, because it was hopping. We were hot. And we were, they used to do things like Taker would be the main event, but he would work match five. And then the Outlaws would, would main event the actual show. Uh-huh. We didn't draw we weren't the main event we weren't the draw we were just taker can get out early it was just a way they did things you know what i mean yeah. so we would and so that night uh sound garden the uh the the group was backstage and huge dx fans were all talking to him talking to him they go out and sit in the front row they got front row seats and i me and billy come out and during my thing, it's deafening like i can't even hear me saying it you know what i mean and afterwards I sing black old son, don't you, you know what I mean? I I don't remember the words now, but I sang like the whole chorus of the song and the place is because they're from out there. Bananas, man. And it was such a cool moment. Me and Billy to this day talk about the Tacoma dome. You know what I mean? It's also great acoustics in there. It's a big, huge dome. That's incredible. It was awesome. That's one of those where you can't recreate either. No, no. You could recreate that if you had to. Yeah, yeah. Talk about watching him now uh, as a, uh, I mean, you've seen it for many years, uh, being backstage, working backstage, teaching uh, the guys coming up. And now, I mean, now he's got his own second generation yeah. uh, coming yeah. up. His boys, the ass boys are incredible. But talk about one, uh, just talk about what you've seen with him handling young wrestlers and, you know, teaching them. Yeah, so, so. For me, I don't know if that's thunder outside or if my building's on fire. Um, but uh, <laughs> we'll find I'll, out in a second. I'll let you know in a minute. Uh, yeah, for me, that's my biggest pleasure right now, honestly, and it's not even a guilty one, is watching him with his children and and guiding them. And, you know, I got to do that briefly with my father. So I know what it's like on the, uh, the, the flip side, yeah. converse. Yeah, 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 flip side. What is cool to me is to know him and know what he's been through and, and all we've been through together and where he's at right now is such a good place, both in his head and his body and his spirit. You know what I mean? It, it does me so proud to watch him with his boys. And look, he's a, he's a coach. He wants to coach. He knows how to do it too. He, he knows he's been there. He knows how to get back there. But a lot of these kids nowadays, and it's not just young talent in, in the wrestling, it's society as a whole. No one ever, I, I did too. I did too. I knew everything. Some old bastard ain't going to tell me what, nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going, what are you, you some old man, uh, Pat Patterson, you're going to tell me? I'm 25 years old, just 60. 
You don't know what you're talking about. He knew exactly what he was talking about. Right. I'm the idiot. And it goes back to uh, talking about I got to start stop pointing fingers at people and start taking responsibility for my own actions. What Billy loves to do is teach people. He will pull people aside and give them instructions. And they go, yeah, 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 and walk away and don't ever take his advice. And it's like, man, you, you get mad after doing that a hundred times. You know what I mean? And, right. and some people will come back to you and go, hey, thank you for that. I'm going to try that in my match tonight. We watch again. That's the person you pay attention to. That's the talent that you you go, come here, let me teach you everything I know because they want it and they're willing to do whatever it takes to, to, to get it. You know what I mean? Some of these guys, they're the best wrestler in the world. Just ask them. You know what I mean? And, and, sure. and because I'm 53 and they're 23, what do I got? I don't know how to wrestle today, today with yeah. today's wrestling. You know what I, mean? like, I don't know. And, and that's, I understand that coming from them. But in 20 years, they will go, crap, I wish I would have listened to so-and-so. <laughs> and that, that, you know, but that's the way, that's the way the old cookie crumbles. Well, man, uh, I know you're very busy, and, but I'm going to get five questions we're going to end on. But first, everybody paying attention, you mentioned it earlier. You've got your own podcast now. So if they have been I have a podcast. Dog, what are you doing, man? I have a podcast, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, Cassio Kid. I don't have a frigging clue what I'm doing. Like I don't have the first idea. I, they talked me through plugging this thing in and turning this little influencer light on. It seems like I'm at the barbershop getting lined up. But <laughs> and so so all I've done is figured out how to turn that on. And then people just say stuff to me and I say stuff back to them. That's about the gist of it. And it appears online later. You don't know how. <laughs> so I don't even know how. It's like magic. <laughs> if they uh if they haven't heard, if they haven't heard your magic yet. They what are you doing go, over on the pod? What's what yeah, they should go to Spotify or or Apple or or YouTube or whatever. But it's anyway, yes, you're listening or watching this, you can hear the oh you didn't know pod. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, oh, you didn't know it's a perfect name, right? Like I wanted to call it some stupid like the dog house or something, and they're like, no, just call it oh you didn't know. That's what everybody knows you for. I was like, oh yeah, that's smart. Um, I should probably listen to people more often when they make suggestions. Uh, but yeah, look, we have a good time on there. I got a great co-host. That was the first smiley, smiley, smiley. It is cats. Indeed. Hey, cats came to Jacksonville when I was with Billy and Paula and he was in like a baby blue velour sweatsuit with, uh, with Gucci sandals on barefooted and like a Kangol on that smiley. That's Ryan cats. And, and it don't get no cooler than that. Like he, he went all the way back to the, to the late eighties and run DMC and stuff. And it's just like, that's, that's my guy. That's my cool guy. Again, first hire ever at Florida championship wrestling, which later became NXT worked under dusty roads for his entire tenure at NXT until right. Dusty passed away and then worked under me or with me because he helped me more than I helped him probably um, on team dog, which was the same spot uh, that dusty had the character development spot down at NXT. So the first thing I did when I got the opportunity to have this podcast was ask, Hey, can I have Ryan cats on there with me? And, uh, and look, I hear some people talk bad about him on, on social media, but very few for the most part, I hear, man, what a great find, what a diamond in the rough. Like yeah. he's, he's an extremely talented guy, extremely good heart. Uh, we're about, about to spend the next two hours with him as soon as we get off here. And I can't wait to do it, man. He's a great guy. Tune in to, Oh, you didn't know. And, if you don't like it, then I got two words for you. You know what I mean? Um, Unsubscribe. Suck I think suck it. I'm not sure. All right. Subscribe now is what I wanted to say. Let me, let me hit these. 
Five questions, five okay, four, three, two, one, and we'll get out of here. Five, five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? A uh, magnet out of the airport when I was on drugs. I used to, I actually, this is a sad story, but I shoplift a lot out of airports when I was on drugs. Really? And I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a, uh, look, I'm an open book and that's the truth. Um, and so I look back at myself and I go, why did you do that? I had money in my pocket. You know what right. I mean? Like it must've been for the thrill. It must've been for something. I don't understand. When I say I did it a lot, I probably did it five times, but, but that's five times too many. You know what all I mean? All magnets or everything else? No, it was always a, a, a magnet that I put on my <laughs> put on my refrigerator. Do you still have them? No, no. I threw them away because I got guilty. I felt guilty. That would be a great collection to have. The stolen, stolen, stolen refrigerator magnets. Okay. I'm going to hell. <laughs> Four. Four. Give me your Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie snack cakes. Oh. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Come on now. Come on. Okay, first one, oatmeal cream pie. Okay. That's because my father, oatmeal cream pie and Pepsi's. That was, had that always in my All right, life. OG, I uh, like it. I'm going to say the Star Crunch. Okay. That's a that's a rarity, but it's a good one. Um, yes. What are the other, what are the other, some of the other ones? Is there? Uh, you got Fudge Rounds. You got Nutty Buddies, Honey Buns. Uh, okay, Honey Buns. You got Swiss Honey Buns were another thing. So when you, do you have Honey Buns in your house right now? In my house, no. When you buy a honey bun, you just buy one of them dollar ones at the Dollar General. Okay. Take it home, put it on a plate. You have that spray butter. It says, I can't believe it's not butter. Spray butter. that son of a gun and heat it up for 10 seconds in the microwave. And that's like an angel peeing on your tongue. You're adding butter to the honey bun? Yeah. Yeah. yeah to the honey bun. Yeah, I'm just telling Incredible you. Incredible moment. I'm just telling you to try. That's all I'm telling you. The so, so honey bun. I don't like the nutty buddy or whatever that is. I don't right. like that. I'm not, I love peanut butter and jelly, but I don't like peanut butter with much. Just cake roll. What you said? That, another that's fun. rolled up. It's the spiral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Or you got the that zebra one. cake, Christmas tree cake. I don't like that. My wife likes the Christmas trees and the zebras, but I don't like those. <laughs> I, I think I've got. I think you have my four. <laughs> okay. All right. This is a good uh, comedian. Comedian Ron Funches. I'll t give you a tip. He gave us the tip when he was on to, he said seven seconds, Oh, maybe, maybe eight on the star crunch. Wow. I haven't tried the star crunch in there, but I'm going to stop he, on the way home and buy it. <laughs> he didn't add butter. You went next level on all of us. Yeah. You're living yeah, in 2040. We're back here in 2022. <laughs> Uh, butter my to the honey said, bun. My heart's at eighteen seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have any feet right now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's the truth. Okay, three. You got three three toppings on the perfect pizza. What do you got? Oh, for me, it's all meats. Like I, I'm a the last guy asked me about about pineapple. So I'm going to go hamburger meat, Canadian bacon, and pepperoni. Ooh, thin crust or thick. So, look, I love a Chicago-style pizza. I like uh, Giordano's. I know there's sure. a big battle in Chi-Town against uh, Lou Malnati's and Giordano's, <laughs> but but they have a Giordano's in Atlanta, or in Orlando, too, so I've eaten there a few times. Okay. I love that kind of deep-dish pizza, but to be honest with you, I like a thin crust the best. Okay. I'm a thin crust. I want a yeah. crispy cracker. Oh, yeah. The, the Giordano's is almost like a different meal. It's I a mean, cake. Yeah, it's, it's like incredible. a pizza cake. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat it, but it's just <laughs> you, it's can't, almost... you can't eat a whole one either. That's for dang sure. Two, give me two albums. You can only listen to these two albums for the rest of your life. You're not saying they're your favorite or they're the best 
Not an argument with anybody. Okay. Just okay. something you could listen to forever. Always. So one, one is uh, Allison Krauss and Union City Station. Okay. Uh, it might be the best of, but it's it's a oh, it's a live performance. Like it's all they're all live, and it's a great man. Her voice is like an angel. It's incredible. She's her range. And, and then the guy, you know, the guys who back her up, the Union City Station are the guys who played in, uh, oh, brother in constant sorrow <laughs> all through his days. Dude, I love that. The whole oh, brother, where art thou? That whole I went and saw that tour. They toured as a movie soundtrack. Oh my God. I would love see that in a heartbeat, man. I love that. So, so there's one album. And then, you know what? I'm thinking about albums I have downloaded, and I love an old REO Speedwagon, uh, where I, where it's from a pivotal time in my life where I learned every song on that album, and I sang, and I, I to this day I can still listen to that album and sing every song, um, and I think it's called High Infidelity, is the name of the High album. High Infidelity, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's old. That was before you were born, kid. Speaking of, it's like you knew the next question. Number one. If we go to karaoke tonight, what song are you singing for? Oh, man. Does that depend on sing, the mood? I want to sing Cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. I have become. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And I want to do it to just like that, too, like in totally like Ted 90s. <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time you karaoke? Dude, I don't even know, to be honest Decades? with you. I stayed, uh, look, I talked to uh, Conrad and I said, let's do some karaoke in Nashville. And he was like, Heck yeah, I said, dude, I'm serious. You could, we could charge to that. Like, and, and have some people sing and that, you know, it'd be great. We, Hey, we, I hosted it in Vegas. Oh, did you? Pat Patterson sang. That's when oh. he came up and sang. Uh, Bruce Pritchard sang. We had Jeff came up and sang. Yes, we yes. need to do it in Nashville. Let's do it in Nashville, man. I want to do it in Nashville, and I'm I'm actually going to work on like a set, like of three songs <laughs> that I can <laughs> that I can do really well. And I'm Let's not going to do it in concert. I'm not going to not going to hand the mic back till I'm done. <laughs> I'm here for it, buddy. I am here for it. it, my man. Everybody watching, go check out the new podcast. You mentioned it, Starcast. Uh, I haven't seen you officially announced, but I assume you're going to be there. Yep, I was. Uh, I was early on announced. Uh, so, oh, so you, look, did you get announced? Yeah. So, so I, well, I think I was anyway. I don't know. Maybe it's just me thinking. You might be confirmed, but not announced. <laughs> but, but so what I tried to do was talk to uh, the upper echelon and get Jeff at one table, me at the next table, Billy at one table, and his kids at the next table. Oh. So I think we got that set up. But like, that's a heck of an opportunity to get for me. And of course, I'm being jealous setting it up that way, or, or not jealous, uh, selfish. But. I can get a picture with Jeff, be the roadie with you. I can get a picture Incredible. with Billy and get a yeah, Billy can get a picture with his kids, vice versa. So it's, I think it's the best way. I think there's some money to be made that way. And I think it's cool uh, that they're going to give me that opportunity to do that. So yeah, Starcast is coming up, man. I'm doing a lot of these conventions now, these wrestling conventions that are crazy uh, meeting all the fans and, and just doing the podcast. Look, hopefully uh, one day I'll get paid for doing it and uh, maybe I can keep the lights on, you know what I mean? Or keep that house. I bought my wife. Well, welcome to episode. Uh, welcome to I'm in the way in the hundreds, and that got paid. Yeah, but you're, you're, <laughs> hey, you're skyrocketing, hey, brother. What if uh, what if I set up a GoFundMe? <laughs> I'm in. We'll pay you in honey buns. She got oh God, Almighty, I'll take it. Oh Lord, is it, was All there right, is, that, is that five questions? Do we? That's it, one? brother. Okay. That's it.
Well, I did have one more on the way out. Go ahead. If, in fact, one did not know, what should they do? They should call somebody. And I would prefer that. I would prefer if you're going to throw out a lifeline, have it be someone that cares about you. You know what I mean? Somebody that'll help you move. That's what I'm talking about. And that's, I just, care. that's, a, small, that's a small circle right there. Here's how much I care about you. I'm going to ask Conrad if I can work one of y'all's table on the Astro. Oh, I'm, yeah. I need, please I need do. to work Please do, table. kid. That would be great, man. <laughs> that All would, right. would be. We'd have a good yeah, time. Well, just watching y'all, I mean, I, I couldn't hear much because Jeff had slapped me and I'd lost the hearing in this ear. <laughs> but I was down there working Regal's uh, table next oh, to yeah, yeah. you two. Just getting together, you and Jeff next side by side was chaos. <laughs> yeah. Look, me and Jeff have a really good time. Me and Billy have a really good time. I, I like to have a good time, man. And look, it, to a detriment, uh, to my own detriment uh, at some points. But I'm going to have a good time wherever I go. And so let's sing some karaoke in Nashville and have a good dag dag on time. You know? Go follow you on social media. What's your social media at, Brian? I don't even know. Hell. Brian G. James, I think. <laughs> yeah. Brian Something. Road Dog James, I think. I'll, I'll like put it in the comments here. That's where you can find out which convention he's going to be at, yeah. where yeah. he's going to be. Listen to the pod. I appreciate you joining me, man. I know you're very busy. Absolute honor. Can't wait to see you in Nashville. Yeah, and uh, we'll have a good time. Everybody, like, subscribe, comment before you leave, and stay matched. Amen. Hey, thank you very much, Cassio Kid. I appreciate you, man, and I'll see you in Nashville.